Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. just to hear my stupid voice what a great song well it's been day i don't know a lot since i lost my intro music for this podcast on a hard drive that i can't seem to find but i will i know it's somewhere i don't throw hard drives out even when they go bad so i'll eventually find it i just haven't found it yet but uh yeah hello everyone and welcome to kilowatt my name is bodie and i am your host and it's an it's a new month. It's October. It's the fall. It's cooling down here in Phoenix. Like yesterday, it was only like 104. So it just feels like soup season, to be honest with you. It's just so cold. It's just chilly. In all seriousness, in a couple of weeks, it's really going to start cooling down here. And then we will get five or six months of the best weather. And that's why people live here. Well, so I assume white people live here. I live here because my wife had a job and we had to move. Moving on, I've been teasing this for a while now, but there's going to be some changes to the Patreon support levels. And it's it's going to one level. So right now we have a $5 level and a $1 level. It's going to a $1 level. We're getting rid of the $5 level. Initially, when I started the podcast, the goal was to raise enough money to buy newer equipment, better equipment, and then also pay for services like hosting and things like that. And just little ancillary services that come with running a podcast, like my email costs money every month. Well, we're to a point where I'm pretty equipment mature, so we don't need to buy new equipment. And honestly, I can pay the monthly fees for the services that we're using, so we're just going to drop it down to $1. So $1 gets you access to the Patreon feed. It gets you access to the Kilowatt Slack. And then if you're a new subscriber, you also get the Kilowatt sticker. And a thank you note from me, mailed to you. So what's going to happen is 
everybody needs to move their Patreon level from the $5 level to the $1 level. And in November, I'm getting rid of the $5 level altogether. I don't want to leave anybody hanging just in case you want to access the Patreon feed. And I don't know what happens when I delete that $5 level. So this is your notice that you need to change to the $1 level. And I'll provide updates as we go along. But yeah, everything's a dollar. And people who are currently at the $1 level, I will be sending out Slack invites to you over the next couple of weeks so that you can participate in the Patreon Slack. I think that's it in terms of news for the podcast. If you want to support the show on Patreon, you go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and we'll get you right in. This week's news is a little weird. So last week, obviously, we had a very dense show with the battery update. And thank you, everybody, for emailing and, and saying how much you like the show. I put a lot of work into it. And your thanks are very much appreciated. And along those same lines, we got a huge boost in listeners. So everybody who's new to this show, thank you very much for downloading the show and listening. And welcome to the Kilowatt family. And also, obviously, to everybody who's been listening forever. Thank you very much for continuing your support. And with that, let's start with the news. Polestar is recalling 2,200 vehicles, Polestar 2 vehicles, because of a software bug. The bug in question is a little bit of a big deal because it leaves the vehicle without power. It basically turns the car into a rolling paperweight. 2,200 vehicles doesn't seem like a lot, but that's pretty much as many Polestar's 2s that have sold, which I'm just going to go right out here and say Polestar 2 is a terrible name for a vehicle. Neo delivered 12,206 vehicles in the third quarter, which was this last quarter that ended at the end of September. That's a 154% year-over-year increase and has sold a total of 26,375 vehicles in 2020. So congratulations to the team at Neo. Of course, right now Neo is only in China. Hopefully they will expand to other markets soon because they have a really cool product. If you've never heard of Neo, go and check them out. Mazda is bringing an affordable crossover EV to the market in the UK. Now, this vehicle is affordable, but it does have limitations. The 25,545 British pound vehicle, which is about 33,000 US dollars, will have a 35.5 kilowatt hour battery, which will give them a range of 124 miles, which is not great. Maybe great four or five years ago, but not great by today's standards. However, the price range makes it very affordable for a lot of different people. So you kind of you get the good with the bad, I guess. Uh, deliveries start in March 2021. And hopefully they'll be able to bump up that range and still keep the price down. And moving on to Tesla news. Tesla is pushing an update to allow full self-driving enabled cars to drive through green lights without having to confirm the intersection is clear. So if you don't know... When you're in full self-driving, you're, you're you know, cruising down the streets, you get a green light. The car basically asks you to confirm that the intersection is clear. And then you just tap on the gas and you're good to go. The car continues to go. Um, and I have more about that at the end of the show because I actually drove a Model Y for a little bit last night, which is why I'm doing the podcast today. Next up, if you own a Model Y all-wheel drive dual motor and you are just craving that extra boost of acceleration, well, you are in luck. 
If you have $2,000 just laying around in your couch cushions, you can now purchase an upgrade that will allow you to go from 0 to 60 in 4.3 seconds instead of a really unacceptable 4.8 seconds. So for $2,000, you can accelerate a little bit faster. I'm sure this is important to some people, not really that important to me, to be honest with you, but to each their own. I've got some good news for folks in cold climates who happen to own a Model 3. The Model 3 is getting a heated charge port function, and this is going to happen via an over-the-air update. This update will also include priority Bluetooth device, so if you and another person get into the car, you can set which phone is the priority. And then a glove box pin, which honestly seems like that was something that should have been in there from the beginning so you don't get people snooping into your glove box. If you don't know to access the glove box in the Model Y or the Model 3, you have to use the touchscreen. It just doesn't pop open. Um, Let's talk about Tesla Energy. Tesla Energy is changing up some prices on their products. And I've got some good news and some bad news for you. The first, the good news. The Power Pack price is being reduced by 27%. Now, the Power Pack was originally sold for $172,000, and it is now selling for a very reasonable sum of $125,000. So go out, buy two of them, you're getting a great deal. Let's move to the solar roof. The solar roof is also getting some slightly reduced price cuts. It's a little bit harder to quantify because the cost savings really depends on your energy needs and your roof size. But in the article, they used a 3,947 square foot roof with a 12.3 kilowatt hour system, or excuse me, kilowatt solar roof. And it originally cost 57272 It now cost 54966 So as you can see, not a huge savings in terms of percentage, but saving $2,300 is still saving $2,300. And now for the bad news. The power wall, which is the thing that I really want to get for my house, I need to get two of them, is now even more expensive. Tesla increased the price of the power wall by $500. So with installation, you're now looking at $11,500 before incentives. According to the article, part of the reasons for the price increase was because of demand, which, you know, great, I want Tesla to make more money. However, I I want to save more money. It's kind of one of those things. We're getting close to the end here, folks. Tesla has purchased an additional 381 acres in Texas, close to the Cybertruck factory or Giga Texas. The rumor is that it's going to be used for sale production and then kind of going into that possibly related to this story there's another story a report from benchmark mineral intelligence revealed that tesla is set to build a lithium hydrogen chemical plant in texas so we're just going to go ahead and assume that that's going to support gigafactory texas and which is where again the cybertruck is going to be built and possibly the 4680 battery cell is going to be built. And the battery day production, Elon did mention, I don't know if it was offhand or planned, that the 4680s would likely be seen in the Cybertruck. I don't know if it'd be seen in the initial version of the Cybertruck or some version a year or two down the road, but the timelines match up. And then in other and still same related news, Tesla has purchased Assembly and Test Europe GmbH. That's That's the name of the company, a German company that makes battery assembly lines. 
this company was nearly shut down because of the pandemic. So Tesla swooped in, purchased them, probably got a great price, and saved them. Now, if you look at Tesla buying more land, they're making the lithium hydrogen. You know what? Scratch that. It's not lithium, lithium hydrogen. My bad. It's lithium hydroxide. I wrote it down wrong. Anyway, if you look at Tesla purchasing all this land, it's rumored for cell production. They're making lithium hydroxide, possibly for the 4680 battery. And then they bought this manufacturing or this uh, company that builds assembly lines. All of this makes for batteries. All of this makes sense. And everything's starting to fall into place. The next two to three years are going to be very exciting for the nerds who follow this stuff. Really excited because I'm a nerd. Next story. Do you remember a few years ago when Tesla accused Martin Tripp of hacking, stealing data, and then leaking that data to third parties? Well, according to Reuters, Tripp admitted to writing software that hacked Tesla's manufacturing operating system and then transferring that information to third parties. So, looks like Tesla's won, mostly because Martin Tripp admitted to doing this. And then another chapter comes to an end. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Martin Tripp and Tesla. It was a whole soap opera for a while. That's come to an end. We're, we're moving on. Speaking of moving on, Tesla's Q3 numbers. So first we're going to talk about production. Tesla had a great Q3 quarter for, for producing vehicles. So production, they produced 16,992 Model S and Xs. I really wish they would break that out so that we could see exactly how many of each, but they don't. And then they produced 128,044 Model 3 and Ys, which <laughs> seriously, that is a staggering number of cars. And that gives us a total of 145,036 vehicles produced. Now, if you're new to the show, Production does not equal deliveries, and Tesla only gets paid on deliveries. So they'll produce a certain amount of vehicles. Not all of those will get shipped or possibly delivered before the end of the quarter, so they can't count that in as deliveries. So let's talk about deliveries. Model S and Model X, they delivered 15,200 vehicles. Model 3 and Model Y, they delivered 124,100 vehicles for a total of 139,300 this is a fantastic, I mean, just a fantastic quarter for Tesla. Everybody should be commended for, for having such a great quarter because they, I'm sure they had to work their tushes off to get these numbers out the door. Just great all around. So congratulations to Tesla. Now let's get to something a little bit more self-serving. Last night I did a overnight test drive of the Model Y. And part of this is because uh, Sierra and Brad, who I had on the show a couple weeks ago, they were looking at getting a Model 3, and I like the Model Y, and I wanted to learn more about the Y. So we compromised because I had an overnight coupon, and you know we did a test drive of the Model Y. <laughs> and uh, you know I think at some point we'll have a show with the three of us again with better microphones, and we'll talk about their impressions of the car, but I'm going to go ahead and give you mine right now. We got a blue performance model y i wanted just the long range because honestly i can't afford a performance and even if i could it's not probably a car that i would drive because i don't really care that much about performance however 
the guy was like, okay, well, here's how you can kind of change it to make it a little bit more like the long range. But he's like, I would suggest you just keep it on these settings, which are the performance settings. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got in the car, got on the freeway. Holy smokes, that car is, it accelerates very fast. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need to go from 4.8 seconds to 4.3 seconds with that $2,000 upgrade. It was fast enough. It was like just to throw you back in your seat fast. It actually made one of the passengers sick one of the times that we were accelerating that fast. Not so much that they threw up, they just felt a little queasy in their tummy. So uh, I'm not calling anybody out, Brad. So the main reason why I wanted to get this model Y for the overnight is because I wanted to have time with it so that I could figure things out and just kind of understand it a little bit better. One, because I'm a nerd. Two, because it's helpful for this podcast. And three, I just really wanted to drive the car around because I wanted to feel cool for roughly 13 hours. And I did. I felt very cool for 13 hours. I'm just back to normal me. But for 13 hours, I was a god. One one of the things from a test drive that I did a few weeks ago that I was concerned about was autopilot. Because autopilot did not react the way that I thought it should on my original test drive a couple months ago, or maybe it was only a month ago. And I can tell you that after talking to Hunter and at Tesla, I was, I did, I didn't engage it correctly. So that is why I was having some of those problems. Uh, Hunter was very nice. He gave me a, a quick tutorial on everything that I needed to do in terms of autopilot. I did it. It worked. It was really easy. And over time, I trusted it. Initially, it was very hard to trust this system. But over time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is pretty much doing all of the driving. There was a couple times when I had to take over. And I don't know if it was because I felt like I had to take over or I really needed to take over. But it was, it was darned impressive, like the level of of sophistication this this vehicle was driving in bumper to bumper traffic because i picked it up at six which is still rush hour here in arizona in phoenix and we were cruising down the 101 and there it was there was a lot of cars and it had to make a lot of decisions on its own in terms of slowing down and things like that and it did as i got a little bit more comfortable with it i let the car do kind of do its thing and, you know, like at stoplights, it would stop at a red light. Um, maybe a little harder than I would. I would come up onto the, the, the red light a little bit slower, but it still stopped and it just stayed there. And then, you know, green lights, we talked about this earlier in the show, you have to just kind of press on the gas a little bit and just to confirm that the intersection's clear. The car itself, autopilot, is extremely well done. I don't, I still think we're quite a bit away, away from not being, not having to pay attention, you know, years, years away from not having to pay attention. However, it takes a lot of the stress off. Autopilot takes a lot of the stress off of driving the vehicle. And when I took it back this morning, it was a really nice, relaxing drive. Like I still had to pay attention and all that good stuff, but uh, it was very impressive. Now let's get to the air conditioner. The first test drive I did, it was 118 degrees outside and the Tesla was sitting in a parking lot. So it was probably even hotter than that based off of the reflective heat from the asphalt. And we couldn't get the car cool. 
Now, I realize there's a huge difference between 102 degrees, which is what it was when I picked up the car, and 118. And if you've never lived in a climate that can get to 118, 102 is basically like, I'm not going to call it sweater weather, but you can do a lot of stuff in 102 degrees that you can't do in 118 degrees. It's a big difference. So I understand that my second concern, which was the air conditioner, there there might be a little discrepancy because it was cooler now than it was back in August, I think is when I took this test drive. But I will say this, the air that was coming out of the Model Y was freezing. Like it was so cold. So I must have either gotten A, the original Model Y had something wrong with its air conditioner, or B, I just didn't completely understand how to use it. In either case, the air conditioning was fine in the second Model Y, and just driving the vehicle in general was just a joy. And my kids enjoyed all of the fun little things that come with owning a Tesla. They enjoyed the karaoke, the more immature things about the Tesla. Um, you can look them up. It was just overall, it was a it was a really good night. I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed driving the car. Um, I'm looking forward to my, honestly, I'm looking forward to my Cybertruck even more. And I think I'm going to spring the money for the self-driving because I tried it in just regular autopilot mode, which it doesn't include auto steer driving autopilot without full self-driving was fine. It just wasn't as good as full self-driving. Full self-driving was for me transformational. And I've ridden in Waymos, you know, I've ridden in Teslas in the past that had varying stages of full self-driving. What I drove yesterday, and there was a lot of things that said beta that were ticked on the car, but what I drove yesterday was impressive, like to a level that it, it, it convinced me to spend an extra $8,000 for a feature on a car, $8,000 for a feature like I am very money conscious. I mean, my wife and I spend money, obviously we're humans, but we try not to get too out of hand. I can definitely see full self-driving as a must have if you have a Tesla. I've completely changed my opinion. If you can afford it, I know not everybody can afford it. All right, everybody, that is our show. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at 918digital. And that's it. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I will talk to you, most likely, next Friday.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.